You're listening to episode 61 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a holistic nutritionist and women's lifestyle coach living in Hamilton, Ontario in Canada. And here on the Room to Grow podcast, I bring you thoughts or guests in areas of nutrition, mindset, lifestyle, and entrepreneurship that will help you gain confidence so you can stress less and elevate yourself to create the life you love. We are not here to do things perfectly, but we are here to learn from each other and to grow with lots of self-love and compassion along the way. Let's get started. Hey there, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. And today we are going to be talking about dealing with winter blues. And I know that I've kind of touched on this a little bit in the last couple uh, solo episodes over over the past couple weeks. But this is something that I get asked a lot, especially this time of year. And I think that it's really important to address because it it can also kind of be sort of around this time, like, you know, end of January into February, particularly if you're in a cold climate, it's just sort of the dead of winter and spring is just far enough away. (laughs) It feels like it's going to still be a while. (laughs) And then sometimes the weather will start to get warm and everyone gets excited and then we get a snowstorm again and everyone gets depressed and <laughs> it can just go on and on. So the first thing that I wanted to address is uh, huga. And if if you don't know what that means, I had to look up the pronunciation of the word <laughs> to make sure that I got it right. I'm actually, it, it's the word, uh, I always thought it was pronounced like hig, uh, H-Y-G-G-E. And it's a Danish word, but it's actually pronounced huga. And it's sort of, it's defined as basically a quality of coziness and comfortable conviviality that engenders a feeling of contentment or well-being and is regarded as a defining characteristic of Danish culture. That was the definition that that came up when I looked it up. And it's gained a lot of popularity, I feel like, especially with social media in the past few years, um, that it's really sort of been more publicized that way. And basically, essentially what it means is that rather than fighting winter, We actually embrace the joys of it and everything that has to offer. Like what a novel concept, right? Rather than just complaining for six months that it's cold and dark out, we could actually embrace it and enjoy it and and think about everything that comes with winter that we can appreciate about it and show gratitude for and just really dive into it. Let it kind of like wash over us, right? So there's so many different examples about this. I mean, we talk about seasons a lot on this podcast and sort of seasons in in life, but winter can be sort of the perfect time to slow down and, you know, get more sleep, get super cozy. There's all kinds of examples, like taking more you time can be a really great example of hygge. Have a hot bath, like curl up by the fireplace or under some cozy blankets, drink some tea, snuggle loved ones, like read that book you've been putting off for a while. It Basically, it it's a mindset shift. So rather than feeling super bleak about winter, think about all of the things that you can do to maximize it and actually enjoy it, right? Like have a cozy dinner party and then you don't even have to leave your house <laughs> except maybe to pick up some groceries, but make everyone come to you. You can be, make it a potluck, you know, you can actually really find so many amazing, beautiful ways to celebrate this season. It, there's so many fantastic things that, that we can do. And again, keep going through a few more of these that that I came up with. I made a list of things that I know that are really my go-tos and they can just make such a difference to my entire mood, especially in sort of the dead of winter when everything can just feel a little bit blah. You know, you're kind of tired of being cold. Um, 
yeah, I mean, we all know that feeling, especially if you are in a climate that gets cold during the winter. So there are so many different ways that we can try and offset this. Something that I wanted to bring up nutritionally is to eat seasonally. So this might not be the time for cold smoothies. Um, our bodies do really like, we're, we're sort of meant to eat seasonally. So when I say that, I'm, I'm talking about things like in the winter, you're looking at things more like, uh, like squashes and sweet potatoes, maybe a little bit heavier, heartier meals, um, hot meals as well. That's, that's more important. Our body kind of needs that warmth when it's super, super cold out and it's really going to heat you up from the inside out. It's also going to help you likely feel a little bit more satiated too. Um, it, making sure that, that you're getting enough carbohydrates and healthy fats, proteins, all of those things, making sure that you're eating in a really positive way. The, the other thing that I love about this is that it's so easy to just chop up some veggies and squash and throw it all in on a roasting pan in the oven and you've got veggies for like the next two or three days, right? Or you can just make a super quick meal with that and reheat some of those things over the next few days, like while you are, well, while you've already uh, got them um, cooked and made and ready to go in the refrigerator. It's awesome. There's so many amazing quick things that you can do here. Soups are really, really nice. Use your slow cooker. This is perfect slow cooker season, right? That's amazing. That's a really, really great choice to do. There's so many different options here. Baking, you know, like who doesn't love a cold winter's day with some like hot, fresh baked goodie coming out of the oven, like brownies or something. How good is that? That's basically the best feeling in the world. I just, I love so many different ways of bringing nutrition into this and making it really work for you. Because if you're having cold smoothies all the time, and that might work for you, but overall, if, if it's really cold outside and you're, you're having cold beverages all the time, you might actually just feel kind of like chilled and a little kind of blah, like embrace this, embrace this season. That said, there have been times where a green smoothie full of like tropical fruits or something might just be the cup of sunshine that you need to brighten your day too. So keep that in mind. Like if you're just feeling like you want to fit in some extra greens or something like that, smoothies, I'm not, I'm not bashing smoothies. I love smoothies and I often still do have smoothies uh, on an almost daily basis, but I still make sure to balance that out with all kinds of really seasonal delicious hot foods and, and goodies. So make sure that you're kind of like seeing what's working for you and embracing both sides of that. Something else is to get outside. I know that it can feel like alarmingly cold out <laughs> when, you know, it's below zero and it just, it feels like I don't even want to go outside, but this is why we have you know, coats and scarves and hats, like bundle up and get some fresh air. That fresh air is going to clear your head. It's going to do so many amazing things for you. We, we talked about this a little bit um, last week on episode 59 about increasing your energy and reducing anxiety and stuff. And like getting some fresh air is so crucial to that, but it's also just part of embracing winter, especially if you have some sort of winter sport that you're into, right? Like um, I don't know, skiing or snowboarding, or I have, I have a buddy of mine who loves ice fishing. <laughs> There's so many different things that, that you can do. Whatever your jam is, get out there or just go for a walk, right? Just go for a walk. And you're also then getting a little bit of sunshine, hopefully too. I realize that there won't be much skin exposed to, you know, absorb it and get some vitamin D. We'll, we'll get into that in a little bit, but either way, just getting some fresh air is going to be so helpful. Something else that I want to mention in conjunction to this 
is you may call me crazy, but sleep with your window open a tiny crack. I, I think I've talked about this before. I actually tend to sleep with my window open year round. And even in the winter, now when it's freezing out, I don't have my window open nearly as far as when it's a lot warmer outside, but I do still keep my window open, even just a crack, even in the dead of winter. And what you can do is shut your bedroom door so that it doesn't make the rest of the house freezing cold, right? So shut your bedroom door to keep the, the cold hair, the cold air just in the, the one room. But a cool room is really going to help you to sleep better. You're going to feel even cozier underneath like a giant pile of blankets. And honestly, just that fresh air is so important because when, when it's winter and it's freezing out and we're living in, you know, artificially heated houses all year long, we just have nothing but sort of stale air all the time indoors in a cold climate. And that's just not great for us. It's really not. So this is why I'm, I'm really encouraging you to get outside more, you know, sleep with your window open a tiny bit. And it, that will actually also likely help your quality of sleep too. There's so many great ways to go about this. More on the, on the air quality is having some indoor plants. So there's, there's different types of plants. Um, that I'll, I'll link up some resources in the, in the show notes where there's different uh, types of plants that will absorb you know, different types of, of chemicals and, and things like that in the air. But plants in general are just awesome to have indoors because they're going to really help to increase the air quality. And there's some super, super easy plants that you can do. I mean, things like, like succulents are, well, most succulents are, are relatively simple, but they, they can have a little bit of a learning curve. I have, I have a bit of green thumb. I'm kind of obsessed with, with plants and I have killed a few succulents that I thought were going to be easy and they were not. But overall, most succulents are not bad. Um, there's also my favorite go-to plant that is virtually impossible to kill is pothos plants. So you can look them up. They're super easy. I, I mean, you can literally go like a couple weeks and forget to water them and then still bring them back to life and they're fine. Um, so if you're unsure and you've kind of struggled with uh, keeping plants alive in the past, try something like a pothos first. And they're so simple and they're beautiful and they, they trail as well. So as they start to grow, they will kind of trail a little bit. Um, you can also propagate them. So you can uh, snip part of it off, throw it in water, and it will actually start to grow roots to then plant in a new pot too. So it's super, super simple. And plants also are just going to brighten your mood too. So air quality aside, they're going to do a lot to brighten your mood because in winter, sometimes it feels like everything outside is basically the same color, especially if there isn't actually any snow on the ground, but like the plants haven't come back to life yet and everything just sort of looks gray and brown. <laughs> so having like these pops of green around us, it's just going to give you life. I absolutely love having indoor plants. I'm kind of on a mission to add as many more as I can because I'm just obsessed and I love having plants outside and I love having plants inside. <laughs> so go that route and go pick yourself up uh, a plant. If you aren't as into the plants, then this is the time of year that I would encourage you to indulge yourself a little bit and buy yourself a bouquet of flowers at the grocery store once a week. Honestly, that, that bright pop of color can change your entire day. Truly. I used to do that actually all through university every week. There was a grocery store near us that had, um, that had really cheap, uh, bouquets of flowers. It's like five bucks or something. And I would buy myself flowers every single week. And I, I stopped doing that years ago just because 
you know, we have a house and, and a garden and in the summer, like I, I have plants outside and stuff like that to look at. And then I've got just kind of like green plants in the house. But I, I kind of feel like I, I want to go back to that because I miss having just that, that pop of color. And I know what a difference that have, that has always made for me whenever I've, I've kind of been in a little bit of a rut or anything like that. I just love having fresh, beautiful flowers to look at. So that's always a great option as well. Vitamin D. This always comes up when talking about sort of the winter blues. And I do feel like most of us in a cold climate, like farther north of the equator, basically, could benefit from a vitamin D supplement. Obviously, it's always a good idea to check with your doctor first, um, get your levels tested, anything like that. But a lot of us could really benefit from it. So the other thing to keep in mind is that there's different forms of vitamin D. So I always recommend going with vitamin D3. That's the one that, that you want that is going to make the biggest uh, difference for you. And there's different options in terms of like gel capsules versus liquid. That can be sort of up to you. You might have to play around with that a little bit, but I know people who have taken capsules and not really seen any difference, but then they switched to the liquid form and they absorbed it a lot better and vice versa. Some people do better with the gel capsules. So that's something that's super individual. You might have to play with that a little bit, but I do feel like most of us in cold climates could definitely benefit from uh, a vitamin D3 supplement. I'm not one to usually, you know, push supplements or anything like that. I tend to be much more uh, about the food and healthy lifestyle and stuff like that. But there are times and, and places for supplements and vitamin D3 can be a really, really great place to start. Workouts. Workouts and movement, like I know I already mentioned walking, but working out is still just as important in the winter and shoveling your driveway is great movement, but it's not um, an actual workout. It, it's not, you're, you're not training for anything. In other words, uh, my friend Christina was talking about this on her Instagram the other day. And I, I love that she brought this up because it's so true. It, even, even when I shovel the driveway, I typically will still do a workout, assuming that that was a day where I was going to train anyway. I typically will still do a workout as well because it's fantastic movement. It, it's awesome, but it's also kind of part of like everyday life stuff. You know what I mean? You're not, you're not doing a targeted workout that is uh, really training you in, in a super specific way. You should be able to shovel the driveway and go to the gym or, you know, do a workout in your living room or whatever. Obviously, some days there are going to be time constraints. I know that um, there have been times when if the driveway took me a really long time to shovel, I might actually not have time to get to the gym or to, to fit in a workout. And of course, there are going to be days like that. That's totally fine. But I just want to really uh, underscore that there is a difference between the two and that exercise, like super specific exercise and training is different than the everyday stuff like shoveling our driveways or uh, going for walks or anything like that. So it's, it is something to, to remember. Um, and the other thing is, I mean, going to the gym, embrace the warmth of the gym, right? Like gyms are usually relatively warm, um, especially in the winter and you can get your sweat on and sweating feels amazing. It's going to, it's kind of like the body's natural detoxifier. And how many times in the winter do we get to sweat, right? Like not nearly as often as we maybe would like to. So go work out, go get your sweat on and you're going to feel amazing. That's going to boost your mood. It's going to be so, so awesome for you. So I can't stress that enough. 
make sure to still fit in your exercise. I know sometimes it's harder when you're curled up on the couch and you're cozy and you know the gym feels far away and you don't want to bother, but it, it will always make you feel amazing. So I still highly, highly recommend making sure to fit in your workouts. Um, couple other things here, like the UV sun lamp light therapy has been shown for a lot of people to have really, really good results. And I love that they're so more, uh, they're, they're much more readily available than ever before too. You can jump on Amazon and I jumped on Amazon, uh, even just before coming on here and they have tons of options that are relatively budget friendly. Like a lot of them are, are well under a hundred bucks and there's ones that you can, then they're small too. Like they're, they're compact and you can basically just sit in front of it every day for maybe 15 minutes. And that can really, really help with, again, like your vitamin D and stuff like that. And, uh, it can be a really, really great source of therapy essentially for your body. So that can be a really great one. The other thing that I'm super partial to is a sunrise sunset alarm clock. I am obsessed with mine. I love it so much. It's awesome. Um, so what it does is it, it literally imitates the sunrise in the morning. So you set it for whatever time you want it to go off. Let's say, I don't know, 6am. So you set the alarm for 6am. Then you can determine how early you want your sun. I'm using like air quotes here to start rising beforehand. So you can set it anywhere from like 15 to 20 minutes. I think you can set it as, as long as an hour and it mimics the sunrise. So it comes on very gradually and then just slowly and slowly gets brighter and brighter and brighter until it's time for your actual alarm to go off. And then your alarm goes off. But I find that I'm far less groggy. Um, it, it's a much more natural way to wake up, which is especially important in the winter when it can be super dark outside and there's, there's very little sunlight, much, much less so anyway than other times of the year. And this is a really great way to kind of have like more artificial sunlight in your life basically. And it can help you to really feel a lot better in the morning. You, you likely won't feel nearly as groggy. I know that it makes a big difference for me. Um, yeah, I really highly, highly recommend it. I have, I have the Philips one. Um, they have a few different ones, but I'll make sure to link the one that I've got in the show notes so that you can take a look at that as well. And it's just been massively helpful. Whenever I travel now, I'm, I'm like lost without it. I'm like, wait, <laughs> I need my, I need my, my natural sunrise. <laughs> um, the other thing that I want to mention before we wrap up here is that you, you may end up, you, you may suffer from seasonal affective disorder. And that is different from just having the winter blues. That is something that needs to be dealt with again with your doctor. Like always make sure to check with your doctor or a mental health professional about this because all of the things mentioned here today can help you even if you do have seasonal affective disorder, but you may need some more specialized care if you're dealing with that as well. Okay. So make sure there's, there's nothing shameful about it. There is nothing wrong with it. Uh, there's nothing wrong with you. Some people just get hit harder this time of year than others. And that's totally normal. That's totally fine. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. So if you've tried some of these things and, and you're struggling, you know, make sure to see your doctor. I can't stress that enough. Uh, they will be able to help make recommendations and provide you with some additional resources that can really help you and, uh, and, and go a really long way to keep you feeling your best because that is so, so important. That's by far the, the biggest thing that I want to underscore here is that 
all of this is so individual to you, just like a lot of things we talk about on this podcast. And seasonal affective disorder is not something to be messed around with either, just like any other form of depression. So make sure to go and speak to your doctor if you are struggling, um, if, if it just feels like it's maybe worse this year for you than it has been previous years. There's, there's so many different things that you can get to help support you. Make sure to go and talk to your doctor. The other thing is that no matter how you choose to handle winter, if you notice yourself complaining about it all the time, ask yourself what would make it a more enjoyable experience for you because you're in the driver's seat. Like, remember that you could always move to another climate, right? I mean, yes, that's more drastic, but seriously, you could, like you, you absolutely could. You don't have to live where you're currently living and, and you can always find ways to be grateful for what you have and to appreciate it. Like make the most of this season. And if that means slowing down and taking more time for you, embracing sort of that, that huga that we were talking about before, do it. Don't be apologetic about it either. You don't need to explain to people why you are spending more time at home, why you're not going out quite as often, why you are going to bed earlier, right? Like there's nothing wrong with any of those things whatsoever. Don't apologize for that. Don't feel like you need to explain yourself and make the most of it. Like make yourself a, even just a list of three or four things that you actually can really appreciate about winter. If you're really struggling, you know, if, if you're if you're having a tough time coming up with things, I would really challenge you to think closely about it and and be really honest with yourself about what are a handful of things that you can be grateful for about winter and then act on that because you're in charge of your life. You're in charge, you get to make the changes and sometimes a simple mindset shift will go a really long way, really, really long way. And you can make changes just based off of that and totally shift your outlook. So just keep that in mind. Also, just want to let you know, be sure to join the Room to Grow podcast Facebook group because I have a bunch of guest speakers coming in over the next two to three weeks that are just delivering amazing, awesome info for you. And I'm also going to be running a special little mini challenge in the group next week. So I'll be talking about that more on uh, next Tuesday's podcast episode, if you're listening to this in real time. Um, but I'm really, really excited about it. It's going to be so much fun. So make sure to search for room to grow podcast on Facebook. Um, again, I will also link that up in the show notes so you can join over there uh, to catch the, the guest speakers. I'm also in there on a regular basis. Um, I do special trainings and stuff that there as well. And all these, these guests that are coming in and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped about the challenge also as well. Stay tuned for Thursday's episode this week, because if you've ever had questions about birth control pills, fertility, or PMS, I am bringing in an absolute expert, like leading expert in the field. I'm so excited to share her with you. You are absolutely going to want to make sure that you hear this incredible guest. So make sure to hit subscribe uh, so that you don't miss Thursday's episode. And on top of that, while you're over there, if you could leave a review on iTunes, that would mean the absolute world to me. It, it just makes such a difference and it really helps to push the podcast into the, the ears of people who really need to hear this information. So if you can take 30 seconds and leave a review, that would be absolutely awesome. So 
I will be back on Thursday with our very special guest and make sure to go jump into the, the podcast Facebook group too. Thanks so much for listening to the Room to Grow podcast today. All show notes and references can be found over at roomtogrowpodcast.com. And can you do me one huge favor before you go though? If you can take a, take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on social media, I would absolutely love to see who's listening and get to connect with you and thank you. And if you could leave a review on iTunes, that would go a long way and make such a huge difference. It really helps to get the word out there, get more amazing guests on the show and helps to get all of this information out to the world. Looking forward to growing with you.